You are listening to the Not Your Average Autism Mom podcast, the number one podcast for moms just like you, raising an autistic child. How are moms like us who didn't plan for this unique parenting journey embracing life just as it is right now, instead of staying stuck in wishing, hoping, and dreaming it was different? That is the question, and this podcast, along with our Let's Talk Autism newsletter and our private sisterhood, will give you the answers. My name is Shannon Urquiola, and I have been traveling this journey for over two decades. I have been where you are. All right, stay with me, and let's get on to this week's episode. You are listening to Not Your Average Autism Mom, Episode 20, How Much is Too Much? Well, hey there, mamas. Welcome back. I hope that everyone is doing amazing and that you are all getting ready for the holidays that are certainly right around the corner. And I'll tell you, because it is 2020 and considering the kind of year that this has been, I decided to decorate for the holidays earlier this year than I ever have. But I'm so glad I did. I absolutely love the holidays and the joy that it brings to me and my family when our house is decorated. So yes, I have spent this week every evening uh, decorating all week. And I just wonder if any of you have done the same or are going to be decorating earlier than you usually would in a typical year because we all know that this has certainly been anything but a typical year for us. Um, That's for sure. So before I get into today's topic, if you have a child under 18 and you are on Facebook, I want to invite you to join our Not Your Average Autism Mom inner circle. We just opened the group a little over a week ago, and we already have over 100 moms just like you in the group. It is a great place to learn and share with other moms who understand what you are going through every day because they are all traveling their own autism journey. Now, you have to answer some membership questions to be granted access, and then our administrative team will get you guys in. But we look forward to seeing you inside if you are raising a child under 18. All right. Now for today's topic, which is extremely close to my heart because I was so guilty of this and I know if I would have done things differently, my autism journey with Jordan would have been so much easier. And if you've been listening to me for any amount of time, or you are one of our members inside our community, or even know about our Not Your Average Autism Mom membership community, That is the reason I created it, is my goal is to help make your journey easier than mine was. So funny story how today's topic came to be. I have a 22-year-old daughter named Madison who is in her fifth year at college. Due to COVID, she's doing a fifth year. So she called me the other day from school and said, Mom, do you put milk in your scrambled eggs when you make them? And so, of course, I said, yes, it makes them fluffier. And she immediately said, Mom, why didn't I know about this? Because, of course, her roommates, they were making eggs and they were putting milk in them and she didn't know. And so, of course, I laughed and I said, well, because I always made your eggs and you just ate them. 
But it made me think about how the fact that I did too much for both of my kids. And I realized that it wasn't until Jordan was 20 and Maddie was already off to college that I began my journey in helping encourage him to be more independent. Lord, y'all, I want to talk about this because I think many of us are guilty of this. And I don't want you to make the same mistakes I did. So let's talk about our ultimate goal as parent of a child with autism. Our goal is to prepare them to to be the best of their ability for independent living. Well, part of that process is teaching them and allowing them to do things independently. At whatever age and whatever skill level your son or daughter is right now, I just want to encourage you to start now. Think about the things that you do for them on a daily basis. And I'd even suggest that you keep a journal for a few days so that you can go back through it And choose some of the things on that list that you do for them now that you could begin to teach them to do for themselves. Even if it means having them help you complete a task, you're teaching them along the way. Things like choosing their clothes, putting on their shoes and socks or jacket. Instead of you washing them in the bath or shower, navigate them through, giving them encouragement and celebrating when they do a great job. Look, personal hygiene is so very important. And I've been coaching a mom inside of our membership who has been really struggling with her teenage son taking a shower every day. So start now and remember Those personal hygiene things are non-negotiable. When you let things like that get inconsistent, your job as mom will only get more and more difficult as years go by. And that's what happened to her. She, you know, he would not want to take a shower and she would let him not take a shower. So every day was like starting over again to get him to take a shower. So you just need to make some things like personal hygiene non-negotiable. Being independent is usually not something that our autistic children consider a preferred activity. Personal hygiene, things like bathing and brushing their teeth and brushing their hair, those are all non-preferred activities. And as long as you do it for them, trust me, they're going to let you continue to do it. They will come to expect it. And the longer you wait to try to transition away from doing it all for them, the harder it will be when that time comes. And I've, you know, I've talked to some moms and work with some moms who say, well, I'm just guessing that when he gets older, he's going to just want to do those things. Trust me, that will not be the case. You are going to have to navigate and teach them along the way. So let's talk about the different things that you can help teach and navigate them to do themselves. Now, I want you to remember, there are mamas who listen to our podcast who have children anywhere from 18 months to adults. So when I talk about these things, again, 
I want you to start where you are and develop your path forward based on your child's skill level. But I'm just going to talk about a variety of things. And it's super important. And I always encourage moms to not focus on the should have. But instead, I want you to stay in the present moment and where you are right now in your journey. So let's talk about picking out clothes, brushing teeth, brushing their hair, showering and bathing. Those are some things that we talked about, and those are great places to start. Use this time as a teaching moment. Talk about what the temperature is outside and then talk about what kinds of clothing they would pick based on the temperature or whether you're going to go out for the day or stay in for the day. But this kind of teaching moment helps them with their executive functioning skills, which are very important in the big picture of independent living. Now, what about laundry? When you do their laundry, have them there with you. Show them what you are doing, how you're separating the laundry, and explain why. Start teaching them to fold their own clothes, hang up their clothes, have them put away their clothes in their drawers. Start where they are, but teach them along the way. What about, you know, making food choices and being aware of proper nutrition, why you eat certain foods with other foods, why you don't eat such foods? You know, there's a lot of different dynamics that go into what's happening in the kitchen. Think about making their lunches. Don't just do for them. Have them there helping you get things out of the cabinet, things that you need to make their lunch. Have them get their lunchbox out, the container that their sandwich is going to go in. Get out, you know, the bread, the mayonnaise, all those things. So they're helping you and they're seeing the steps that you're going to to make their lunch. There are so many things that they can help you do. And the earlier that you have them participate in these daily living skills, the earlier they will begin to be able to do it on their own. And I just want you to know that I can assure you that in later years, when you're not making their lunch because you've taught them how to do it, you're going to thank me because you started earlier. Now, if you have a teenager, start working with them on money skills budgeting, bank accounts, credit cards, you know, planning a trip, obviously post-COVID, because I know that most of us aren't traveling for pleasure right now, but you get it. Here's the thing. This is based on their skill level. You know, that is just not something that I, you know, ever did or, or will need to do because that's definitely above Jordan's skill level. But I know that many of you have a child that will definitely one day need this skill. So start now. Explain to them how you pay your bills. You know, I know a lot of us are using online banking. So checking accounts and things like that are a thing of the past. But, you know, those are the kind of things that you want to start working on, especially if you have, you know, a teenager that's higher um, functioning that you know is going to be able to go on to college or get a job. Those are all things that you want to start teaching them. So I'll give you an example of something that we began to do with Jordan. And again, it was too late. But regardless, my hope is 
that by sharing with you, you won't wait as long as I did and your journey will be easier. So we started having Jordan in the kitchen with us every night when we prepare dinner. There are so many things that you can have them help with while you're getting dinner ready. When we started, if I was making a dish that um, I was using a recipe, I would give him the recipe and his job was to read that recipe and get out all of the ingredients from the pantry, from the refrigerator, put them on the counter. And that included measuring cups and spoons. So he learned what size measuring cups, what were the measure, measuring spoons, you know, a quarter teaspoon or a tablespoon. He was participating. And now, three years later, you guys, he has actually learned to cook some things. So he helps us prepare dinner now. He's learned to cut and chop things and use the grater to shred cheese. But again, he didn't learn to do any of this until he was in his 20s. Now, just saying that out loud, I am I'm embarrassed by this because when I look back, I know that he could have done all of this way earlier on if I would have just encouraged it. But if I'm being honest with you, it was just easier for me to do it all myself. And now, look, my 22-year-old daughter doesn't even know that you can put milk in scrambled eggs to make them fluffier. So you see where this topic came to light for me. And what I want to tell you about is I just want you to trust me. If you take the time to do it now, because the transition is not easier the older they are, it is way more difficult. Because you know, most of our kiddos are creatures of routine and sameness. And by doing everything for them, you are creating the routine. And changing a routine is never easy. You know, you can also begin to help. They can help you make a grocery list. Talk about what you're going to be cooking and eating this week. And write the list. And then have them go to the grocery store with you. And help you find and choose items that are on that list. Talk to them about why you choose one thing over the other. Teach them how to choose fruit or vegetables and why. You see, there's so many things that are right in front of us that you can use to begin to teach them that will benefit them as they grow and learn. They need you to initiate these things with them and include them. And trust me, they will just continue to let you do for them if you don't begin this now. Another great thing for you that you could start with is while you're investing time in teaching them and having them participate with you in these things, that is less time that they are spending on their electronics or watching television. And my friends, if you are struggling to get them to do anything but play video games or watch YouTube or be on their iPad, if you have not listened to our podcast on electronics and your child, I highly encourage you to go back and listen to episode seven, where I talk all things electronics and the importance of limiting screen time. Episode seven, 
So you have to figure out ways around what you do for them that will encourage them to do for themselves. Take picking out their clothes. Maybe you get one of those hanging organizer things for their closet. And in the beginning, you put their clothes in each compartment for a different day of the week. And their first step is simply picking the clothes for the day from the compartment and getting dressed. That is a step in the right direction. Remember, start where they are. Another great idea is giving them a choice of two different shirts and letting them choose which one they want to wear. Their ability to choose and make choices is another important part of learning executive functioning. So the more choices they can begin to make, the better. Also, as our kiddos grow, you will find that they like to be in control. And making choices gives them that sense of control. I coach our moms inside the membership about this a lot because having choices makes them feel in control, but ultimately you are getting what you want while they still feel they're in control by making the decision. And this is really important in their teenage years. There is no option of whether or not to do the task, but there is an option of when to do it. And this often makes it easier for them. And ultimately, you will find with time and practice, you will be met with little to no resistance. Now, executive functioning are the organizational skills that you use every day to plan your day, to create your to-do list, to break down a task into step-by-step instructions, and to plan ahead for what needs to be done. So think about it. The earlier you begin to include them in your daily to-dos, the earlier they will learn these things and have a better understanding of not only the end result, but the why and how of these skills. All of this, including teaching them daily life skills, giving them options and choices is very important in building not only their independence and executive functioning, but also their self-confidence and praising them each and every step along the way will help them develop the confidence to do and try new things as they get older. And I want to close today's episode by reminding you that every child with autism will have a different measure of success. Regardless of age or skill level, they are each truly individual. So along your autism journey, you will have lots of trial and error and you will find things that work and things that don't. That is all just part of what we do. Here is what I know though. What you want for your autistic child is the same thing that everyone wants for their child. It may take longer to get there, and it will definitely take more effort and intervention and teaching on your part as mom. But in the end, health and happiness is what all moms want for their children. So I hope you enjoyed today's podcast episode. And please, if you're enjoying our podcast, make sure you subscribe 
and take a few minutes to write a review because that is how we will reach more and more moms just like you. And remember, not your average autism mom, inner circle, find us on Facebook and we look forward to seeing you inside. And I hope that you have a great rest of your day. And remember, you are doing amazing at this mom thing. Until next time, you guys take care. Hey, so if you are loving what you are learning on the podcast, you really should check out our private membership. Our Not Your Average Autism Mom community is where we dive deeper into all of the topics we discuss on the podcast and where you can get individual help and learn coaching tools that will make your life better every day when you learn to manage your mind. You will have access to all of our training and resources that you will need along your autism parenting journey. And you will develop relationships with other moms just like you, all raising a child with autism. It is my absolute favorite place to be. So head on over to the website at www.notyouraverageautismmom.com to get all the details. And please, if we're not open right now for new members, we only open a couple times a year. Be sure to join the wait list so that you'll be the first to know when we're going to open. I hope you do. I would love to work with you inside.